everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this summer day in 2020. Uh, it's the last Monday in June of 2020, and I just want to say thank you to so many of you who we've survived. We've made it. Have we? I'm not so sure about that. We're still in the midst of a pandemic that is seeing its first wave. Uh, the southern states are getting the end of the first wave that we in the northern part of the country experienced in March and April. While we were toiling through it, the southern states were laughing at us. And they chose to reopen because they had to protect their economies. And now the backlash is huge. So we want to talk a little bit more about it this morning, that an alarming number emerged, good morning, an alarming number emerged on the New York Times yesterday that the coronavirus death toll has gone up to half a million worldwide. That's alarming. That's pretty alarming. Uh, we haven't seen this before, and it makes us wonder what, what really this virus is about. It seems to change as it goes into different environments. It mutates as it goes into different environments. So the way it appeared in Wuhan is not the same way it appeared in Italy, not the same way it appeared in, in the U.S., in the northern part of the U.S., and not the southern part of the U.S. When it hit the northern part of the U.S., it had impacted older people. Remember, people in nursing homes and so on, and people over 45, people over 50 were impacted. Now that it's in the southern United States, it's impacting younger people. At first, they told us that younger people could just be asymptomatic, that they would not necessarily uh, be impacted by the virus. But now younger people are not just uh, having the virus. They're, die they're sick from it. They're just not displaying symptoms. They're sick. They may not die, but the residue more going forward is that they will likely have uh, health, you know, health impacts later on. That's very troubling, isn't it? So it seems that the virus is one of those smart viruses that mutates and changes based on the environment. When the pandemic first started, the president said, well, when it gets warmer in the summer, the virus will go away when it gets warmer. And I thought that was a stupid thing to say, literally, because I've never heard of a virus being impacted by climate and by heat. And at the time, there were countries that were in the, in, in the southern hemisphere who had warmer temperatures, who were in fact showing uh, cases of it. So I thought that that would have been a short-lived scenario and that it was not scientifically based. It was not based on science. And so in, 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 in the administration's refusal to get information from scientists, they have caused us and forced this country into this royal mess that we're in. People are dying. So here are the numbers. Just look at the numbers. Globally, the death toll is, half, is near half a million. But what about here in the United States? Here in the United States, the death toll from the coronavirus is 128,000. We have never seen so many Americans die, not in all the world wars combined. We have never seen so many Americans die. And I think that as a nation, we're still pretty traumatized by this. We're still kind of in shock that it is impossible for 128,000 Americans to die. Just think about this. If this were anything other than a virus, how enraged and outraged we would be. But 128,000 people in America have died from the coronavirus. 
and we're acting like it's okay, like it's just another day. Is it? Right now, the country has over 2.5 million infections. And an alarming uh, statistic emerged uh, last Thursday or Friday morning when uh, an infectious disease expert said that the number of infections in America is actually higher, that it could be as high as 20 million, simply because most people have been walking around and are asymptomatic and don't know it. Are you kidding me? Because people are careless. (laughs) You think it's just carelessness? That people are being politicizing. People have been political and have been, Mr. President, could you please stop? Seriously, sir, could you stop politicizing the wearing of masks? I know you don't care about people like me and you think that we're insignificant because you're so important. But you are a leader, and people look to you for leadership. Mr. Vice President changed his tune in Texas over the weekend by saying he thinks people should now wear masks. Where the hell were you guys two months ago when everybody else was saying wear a mask, and you told people that wearing a mask is a political statement against you? Seriously, you're either that big that people have to – are you that insecure about your leadership that you think people have to physically demonstrate allegiance to you so that you feel assured of their support. What about the support of the broader public? It's crazy. And now here we are in this mess. I'm now convinced that you don't care about the people. I'm finally convinced. You've convinced me. Because we haven't been wearing masks because people think it's a political statement. It's almost as if you've drawn a line in the sand and divided the country. It's not enough that we're already divided racially, and along class lines. Now you're going to divide us along political lines. (laughs) So people who are Republican are defiantly not wearing masks in public because it's a statement that I am making and putting their health at risk. We reopened states too early because we were more concerned about making money, especially in the southern states where tourism is their economy. And so they went ahead and made a political statement because they're Republican governors. And they wanted to be on the good side of the president, and they opened the states too early. And here we are. Yesterday, Florida reported 8,530 coronavirus cases. I find that number very suspicious because the testing sites are overwhelmed and a lot of people drove away, simply put. So people are not getting tested as much because the testing sites are over overwhelmed. If you don't believe me, go check the facts out. In Texas, Texas, people drove away from testing sites in a Houston stadium because the lines were too long. This is an outrage. So the president and the vice president says, well, the cases are surging because more people are testing. No, we don't have the capacity to test 363 million people, which is exactly what we were saying from the get-go. I believe they don't have the solution, but are making us think they can get us through. They don't have a solution. They're not even trying. What they're trying to do is to make it not seem bad so they can get reelected. That's all. Just push it all under the rug and just cover it over and gloss it over and just not talk about it and just hold a rally. Get the people riled up. That's the craziest solution ever. Did you all watch the CNN special last night? I I didn't watch it. I just caught a part of it because I'm not going to watch that junk. I I still want to believe that America somehow is going to recover and return from this foolishness that has been going on where we have simply forgotten what this nation is about. 
I applaud the people in Mississippi, the legislators who decided to remove the Confederate flag from their state flag. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Honest to God. I could never live in a state that had that, though. I would have left a long time ago. Right? But they decided that Mississippi is for all Mississippi and just for some. The Confederacy lasted for four years, but its legacy has lasted a lifetime. It's over almost 200 years. We've got to be careful with erecting statues and monuments to people who claimed injustice and used injustice and used dividing lines to divide the nation. You cannot simply support people and support statues that divide a nation. That just does not make sense. If we are all not rallying around the theme that America is for all and that America is for, we suffer because we want the best for all and we, for the good of all, then don't erect a statue, period. It's the same thing with the pandemic. Don't lie about the cases. Don't not report them because you don't want it to look bad. Looking bad is not the same because all those people who were turned away from testing sites in Florida and Texas does not mean they don't have the virus. It just means what? If you are not tested, you're not going to get treated for it. So they're going to go back home and reinfect, continue to reinfect communities. So we're knowing what is called community spread. And in a lot of ways, they're saying Gandhi was racist. In a lot, well, Gandhi didn't like black people, so I guess that's why they're saying so. And I used to admire Gandhi. They say Gandhi didn't like black people, so there is that. But in a lot of ways, I'm beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wonder, y'all. I am beginning to wonder if the goal is not for herd immunity. You know what herd immunity is, right? You expose most of the population to the virus, and you become exposed to it until you are no longer susceptible to the virus. The problem with herd immunity is that it takes a really long time for that to work. So it makes you wonder if the goal was, it seemed to be political in intent because the president wanted to open the state so that economies could resume so it wouldn't look bad on his record. So he could go to campaign rallies and say, I brought America back from the brink or whatever. But at the same time, you have to wonder if their real goal was not herd immunity. So you have these large swaths of the population who are walking around refusing to wear a mask and saying it's their right not to wear a mask, but they're talking in public spaces. They're talking in bars, they're talking in restaurants, they're talking in big box stores when you go shopping. They're out on the sidewalk talking, dropping their droplets of infection all over the place and think they have a right. And and I'm saying to myself, seriously now, between me and you, just between me and you, we're having this conversation. I'm just asking myself, did you go to school? Did you go to college? Any college that those people went to should withdraw their certification, I swear. Because you could never have gone to college and look at all the facts that have been presented by infectious disease experts all over the world and say something as stupid as not wearing a mask does not prevent this infection. Because if you have a respiratory illness, what is the first thing they tell you to do is wear a mask? If you have a respiratory illness, you just had a breathing thing going on in the hospital. When they discharge you, they tell you to wear a mask so that the air does not infect you. So all these folks who are demonstrating, I'm asking you, I really am, I'm serious, I'm curious, 
did you go to college? What formal institution of learning did you attend? They should withdraw your certification because you're a disgrace to that. Because you're acting like a fool and an uneducated moron who does not, you're not able to read, assess, and practice common comprehension skills. It does not take a rocket scientist from the very beginning to have read the data on this virus and not see that this virus has the potential to wreak the havoc that it has wreaked on our world. It did not take rocket science. It did not require rocket scientists' credentials to see that this was headed fast, nowhere. All you had to do was to read the data, read the rate of infection, see and observe how it was marching through Europe, through Italy, and know that, dear God, if that touched the United States, we would be in trouble. But nobody wanted to hear that. Instead, you decided to pick up a baton and pursue a racist agenda and pursue a divisionist agenda. And now the rest of us are paying for it. Now, before we, we thought, oh, my God, if our young people don't get it, they will get it, then they will hurt their, their, their elders, you know, their grandparents and so on. But now young people are being hospitalized with coronavirus. And when they recover, they have lasting impact on their lung from the coronavirus. I want to give it to you by the numbers because numbers help, right? According to the New York Times, it says the coronavirus death toll is now at half a million globally. The hardest hit countries, ready for this? The United States, Brazil, and India. America's testing has reached its capacity. Texas, Florida, California, and Arizona are hotspots. And those states have also, Texas, Florida, and California have closed bars. The figures, and this is the thing that got me, the figures in the U.S. could be 10 times higher. Now, let's put this into context a little bit, because if you don't contextualize information, and the dissemination of information, sometimes you tend to lose it a little bit in its application and relevance. Now, the honest truth is we probably could not control lockdown for much longer. People were going to rebel, especially when we had the president instigating rebellion by saying that the states of Minnesota and Michigan should be liberated. He encouraged people to go marching, and they marched with their swastikas and nooses and so on. So we reopened the states, and then the cases in Michigan started spiking, right? It's gone down since yesterday. Yes, Saturday and yesterday, it actually went down, right? So the real truth is we couldn't, as a country and globally, not just here in the U.S., we really couldn't stop people from keeping them at home for too long. They were about to rebel anyway. There was about to be insurrection anyway because people want to go out. And it's not just that we were telling people to stay home. We were telling them, don't congregate in groups of 10 or more. So you couldn't even gather on your block and have a block party. So people were likely to say, hold on, it's been two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Are you kidding me? I'm done. I got to go. This is driving me crazy. I need to get out of these four walls. So we could not have kept it for a while. So what most states did was they exercised and executed, a, you know, a phased reopening. It wasn't fast enough. People just wanted a resumption of normalcy despite the warning. So a lot of this, too, is our own fault. 
we wanted to go, and especially young people and especially young college-age people who are accustomed to socializing, who are accustomed to going out in groups. They go to bars. They like sporting events, and they like concerts and so on. They, we couldn't keep control of for much longer. So they decided that they were going to go out, and they did, and it was Memorial Day. And now here we are. Here we are. We're all in this. Remember when they said we're all in this? Despite the fact that some people have a bigger boat and could sail down to the Caribbean or whatever. <laughs> we still are all in this because, like I've been saying for years, we're all breathing the same air. Now that is truer more than ever. Check this out. Speakers in the U.S. could be 10 times higher. If that is true, we're in trouble. Over the weekend, some estimates were that the actual rate of infection in the U.S. was 20 million. Can you believe that? 20 million. My friends, we're in trouble. You know, that means that every person we encounter has had an encounter with the coronavirus. So don't stop washing your hands. When you come home from being out in the public, whether you went to work or you went grocery shopping or whatever, as soon as you come home, strip. Take your clothes off, throw it in the wash, strip. I have washed my clothes so often, since, especially my athleisure wear clothes, that I had to order some more recently because they, they get, get washed frequently. Because you wear them, you have to wash them. I wear them today, wash them today. Wear them tomorrow, wear a new set tomorrow, wash, wash, wash. My washing machine, I swear to God, my water bill is back through the roof. Because you just keep washing stuff, right? Disinfecting spray. I'm like, is there an evil that's just spraying so much? I disinfect everything. Is that you too? And you use hand sanitizer and everything. My hands are forever dried out because I've been using, I've been washing my hands terrifically for years and years now from my background in working in healthcare. How can we stop the spread of this virus? Not anytime soon. Part of the problem too, I'm just going to level with you. Part of the problem too is that they did not, or maybe they didn't know, or they held on to some information. They did not want us to know a lot of what we do know now. I have always said that this virus is airborne. They told us that it was only contact, that you had to touch someone, that if it was spread on metal surfaces, it was spread on plastic surfaces. Remember that? I felt like a virus is always airborne. I felt like if so, if, if I'm here in Michigan and I stay locked up in my house for a month and I don't go out at all, then if I don't touch it, I'm not going to get it. But that was not proving to be the case. I've always felt like the virus was airborne. If they had told us that from the beginning, maybe we would have applied different therapies. Now, most people are never going to say, should we have uh, sprayed the air? Because most people are going to say, I have allergies. It violates my personal space. I don't consent to it. But should we, as a nation, have embarked on spraying the air with disinfectant? In some countries, they actually did that. Did you know that? If you're going to go somewhere, they spray you from head to toe. Now, I don't trust anybody, so I don't know what is in those sprays. I don't know what they're spraying on me. Maybe two years from now, people find out that they develop all kinds of skin diseases or all kinds of related uh, long-term illnesses. So I don't know that I trust that, but you have to ask yourself, why don't we spray 30,000 feet above since the virus we now know is airborne? Because check this out. You go to a testing site, right? 
according to what I've read on the New York Times, people are not what? Maintaining social distancing. So they're fighting. In one place in Orlando, a guy showed up from 12.30 a.m. at the stadium in Orlando. We're in our, at the Orange County Convention Center because they were going to test start testing at 9 a.m. He showed up from 12.30 a.m. for a 9 a.m. appointment. So when people show up in large groups, there's no social distancing of six feet apart. There's no social distancing. So people are jockeying. They're shouting. They're touching. They're yelling. The virus is just going around and around. I'm afraid that this is, as they predicted, it's going to be apocalyptic. I think Florida is suppressing the numbers. I don't trust them. I think Florida and Texas are suppressing the numbers in an effort to minimize the effect of the virus because they were the states who were laughing earlier. And they were the states who refused to shut their borders. They were the states who thought they shouldn't shut anything down. They're also the states that don't provide great relief for their citizens and residents of the state in terms of unemployment compensation. I don't know what it is with some of these Republican-controlled legislatures in these states who hate people so much. I had to say that to someone uh, a couple months ago, that it seems to me that Republicans hate people. They just simply hate people. They don't want people to have any form of protection. But yet they claim to be Bible-touting, Bible-thumping Christians. And yet Jesus, the very Jesus they followed, said the poor would be with us always, but they ignore that part. It's all about them. I guarantee you that many of these testing sites, if you were to trace the companies that own these testing sites, it's going to trace back to politicians who are profiting off the public's ills profiting at the public's expense, being paid by taxpayers' money. This is as bad as it can get, and I don't think. So what's going to happen eventually, what I see happening eventually, is the first wave is going to roll right into the second wave. So just when we hit August, because it's almost July now, and another day or two it's going to be July, after July 4th, People are still going to gather. They closed the beaches in South Florida for July 4th. Well, it's a lot of good. There are a lot of private beaches all around. People are still going to show up in large numbers in public spaces. So the, it's just going to continue and continue. We end up at the end of July and see the rates rise and then August. And then before you know it, we turn the corner into fall. Boom, here comes the second wave, the first wave just rolls right into the second wave. I guarantee you that there are more than 2 million people infected in the country. I guarantee you of that. More people have been exposed to the virus than we can really quantify or test. We are not just at a tipping point. We have tipped over. We're in the apocalyptic phase. And we can't accept that because we never thought this could ever happen in America. Our disbelief is fueling our ability to work this virus and treat it. Our disbelief that this could have happened. Even the people whom you see out there who are making, think they're making a political statement, at the base of their objections is their disbelief that this could happen to them, that an American president could push their country into 
a position where it can't help itself. They're just totally in denial. They're full of disbelief. They're in so much denial that they can't accept that. Because when they go home at night and sit down and think about this, they must ask themselves the question, could this have been avoided? How many times in the past years have we been exposed to SARS and every other virus? When this first started, Republicans were all over my Facebook page talking about the SARS infection and this, and this bird flu and the avian flu and this, and it was nothing. They were in complete denial that this could go wrong and how badly wrong this could have been. Remember Senator Ted Cruz from Texas? Anyone remembers him? He was the first person who said this was a democratic hoax and a democratic creation and laughed at it. Now it's hitting his state big time. Where is he today? Where is his voice today? Nowhere. Do you see what I'm saying? I think a lot of us are in shock and denial that this could actually happen in America. I'm in shock too. I'm just not in denial. I saw it coming, and I don't work in infectious diseases, but I took the science at its face and knew that what the science said was real. Because science are facts, people. Science are facts. Science is not something made up in a laboratory. Science is not a made-up ideology. Science is facts. And what they have done is just like you and I. Take our home budget, we take our home finances, and we put it in a spreadsheet. And we say, for the month of March, these are my expenses. This is how much my income is. This is my expenses. And you either end up negative or positive. Gives you a guide as to what to expect, right? So at the end of the year, come January, when you look at what happened the previous year, you're like, I need to make some adjustments. I can see where this is going. And you look at it by June and you say, you know what? It's trending. I need to make adjustments here. We eat out too much. We order too much. You see what I'm saying? It's the same thing with infectious disease, with science. They use similar tools. They just don't call it a spreadsheet. But they use similar tools and they take the number of infections. They look at what the Petri dish tells them. And they say, if this is the way that it spreads, this is the most likely outcome. And they come back and they advise governments. And they say, this is what you're looking at. And then you make a choice about what you want to do. What you're going to tell your people. How are you going to treat it? This is why science is right. And science is hardly wrong. If they tell you a Saharan dust plume is going to come up, believe me, it's going to come up. I live in Michigan and we saw it last night. It, was, it surrounded the moon. The moon, the moon was yellowish red here in Michigan last night. Normally, the moon is as clear as day. If it is polluted, it's yellowish. Last night, it was deep yellow with red around it. So if the science tells you that a hurricane is coming, do you disbelieve it? You believe it, don't you? Well, it's the same thing. Why would you not accept it? And you all claim that you went to college. Which college did you all go to? I'm not asking you. Um, it's a rhetorical question directed at the people who denied the science in the first place. How could you have refuted the facts that the scientists were telling us? But if the science tells you that you go to the doctor, you have a pain that is unexplained, they said, we're going to run some tests. 
They come back and they tell you that you have cancer. Huh? They tell you you have cancer. What do you do? You say, well, I'm going to go get a second opinion. What's that second opinion? You go to another doctor. They run the same test. They come back and tell you you have cancer. What do you do? You sit there and you believe it. You say, no, what? We're going to treat it with. So why would you believe the science? But you wouldn't believe the science that tells you that this virus is going to impact more people. And you say you went to college and you say you are educated. Which college did you go to? At those colleges you all went to, they need to withdraw their certification because you all are acting dumb. We could have avoided this if you had just cooperated, worn a damn mask and stayed home. Now the rest of us, have to worry about every time I go out in public because I have to, I have to worry about am I going to come in contact with somebody else, right? Do you see what I'm saying? I want to know what on earth are you all going to do about it. Tell me this. Come fall when the first wave is abating and creeps into the second wave and the destruction is more. The destruction is going to be 10 times more. What are you going to say then? Every college that you all went to should withdraw your certification because you're acting like idiots. You can't dispute the same science that tells you that your parents have Alzheimer's and dementia. And you have to put them in a nursing home and you have to take care of them. That same science. It's the same basis that told us this virus was going to be a pandemic and it was going to be catastrophic and we did not listen. Because of your refusal to listen, your refusal to do best practices, here we are. Now I have to worry about myself and my children. People want to socialize. You think I didn't have a problem? You think that I don't have children who wanted to go out and socialize? They just wanted to be friends. I have a teenager who was graduating high school, none of the senior activities that usually take place happened. You think she was happy? I had a hell of an interaction in my home. You think she didn't want to go hang out with her friends? I had to threaten life and limb, man, to say, don't bring, if you bring that home to me, you're going to live out there with them. Don't come home. I kid you not. So why did you not think this was going to happen? Do you know that For most of us, we know somebody who has been impacted by COVID. I know two people, no, three. I know five people (laughs) who have been impacted by COVID. My hairstylist, I can't go to her. She had it. Do you know what she said two weeks ago? She's still coping. She still has issues with breathing and walking short spaces. Want to know how old she is? She's 27. That was the first indication to me that something was wrong because they said young people couldn't get it, but her 25-year-old cousin died from it. That made me pause, and she's 27. She still can't walk more than 10 feet, y'all, without, she's still trying to, this was someone who literally ran the world. Because when you're young, you don't think about stuff, right? Are you seeing what I'm saying? So here we are. The numbers have spiked. One of the numbers that I looked at was that one of the models I looked at said that the cases in Florida since May have gone up 24% over three days. 
in Florida and Texas, the cases went up 24% over three days. That's incredible. That's kind of like saying, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Indeed. Oh, my God. We're, we're not just, this is not a crisis. This is not a crisis. If we're not careful, we're not going to ride this one out. Because guess what? There is no cure. At this point, if you really read the epidemiological studies, at this point, a vaccine isn't even effective because everybody's impacted. And vaccines, unlike what the president was trying to do, vaccines take years to develop because you have to test on different groups of people and you have to observe their results and make modifications to the product. And then you come back and apply it again to a different group of people, see how it works, study it, go back and make modifications. It's like when they're building a car. Do you think Ford, GM, Chrysler, Toyota, Honda, Lexus, uh, Mercedes, BMW, Rolls-Royce, you think when they're making a car, they just, oh, uh, we're going to make a car today, and we're going to put this in there and in there. You think they just slap things together and make a car? No, they don't. They test cars. They make cars, and they test them, and they put them under the greatest environmental conditions before they come and put the car on the market. They test them. So you think that you just go and make a vaccine and just bring it out and that's the answer? That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's people who want to make money and profit off your illness. It does not work that way. We're going to roll into this next session of COVID without being prepared. The numbers are going to spike and increase because none of us listen. What we are seeing is that it's plateauing, it's stacking bits on top of bits, numbers on top of numbers until we get to a place where it is absolutely mind-blowing and incredible. Then we roll into the second phase or what they're gonna call the second phase. And we're gonna roll into the second phase still dealing with the aftermath of the first phase. First wave, second wave. This time, it's going to take out everybody the second wave. The first wave affected older people and people with compromised immune systems. Yeah? The second, this part of it right here that we're seeing in Florida, the virus changed. It changed its application. It changed the way it behaves. There is no way that you could come up with a treatment because the virus mutated. So now it's affecting young people. People before whom we said were impervious, they would only be asymptomatic, but it would not develop. You know who the next wave is going to be? You ready? Children, not teenagers, not 18 to 35, people under 18, vulnerable, babies, newborns, two-year-olds, or precious five-year-olds, or precious little children whom we adore and think the sun shines through them. That's the next group. That's the next group of people. What are we going to do then when we have to take our little babies to the hospital and watch them being put on a ventilator? Yeah? What are we going to do then? Tell me. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So when people try to make a political statement and say, well, I'm not going to wear a mask, I just, I'm, this is me. 
I am not going to breathe your infected air. So I have my own protocols. When I come out of my car, before I go into my house, I spray myself with disinfectant spray. I kid you not. I keep a, I keep a can of Lysol in my car because this virus, every car we have has a can of Lysol. In addition to hand sanitizers and masks, I kid you not. I just, I'm not going to let your stupidity impact my longevity. Just because you are stupid enough to go associate with groups of people watching this stuff. This was the same thing when I started talking about these people on Facebook were like, Harriet, you're hell raising. Harriet, don't say that. It's not true. I'm like, have you seen what's happening in Italy? What makes you think it's not coming over here? It will never come here. I said, it's coming here because we were not prepared. We had no safeguards. We weren't telling people when we saw it in Italy, lockdown, don't do this. No, we weren't doing any of that. We waited until the virus had gotten here, then you have community spread. All those people who stood in line to get tested, everybody got in. Even if they didn't have it, by the time they went up there to get tested, they got it. Am I saying you shouldn't go get tested? No, if you're displaying symptoms, you need to go get tested because you need to be treated. Because at some point, depending on your immune system and and how the virus will mutate on you, you're going to end up in the ER. And your family members won't be able to come and see you. So I had always wondered, where were they getting this idea from that it wouldn't hit young people when in my sphere of influence, in my circle, my hairstylist developed it and her cousin, her 25-year-old cousin died from it. And she's 27 and to this day she's still having issues after recovering from it. In my circle, I was shocked to discover that I knew people who had COVID. I was so shocked. People whom I knew. One of whom had COVID, tested positive, and showed no symptoms of the virus at all until recently. Now he's ill. He developed this. He tested positive from April. Now he's ill with it. Are you hearing me? Right? You keep sanitizing your car. I've been keeping hand sanitizers in my car for years. I kid you not. I was always petrified by that mutual thing we all do, ATM machines and gas tank when you go to the gas station. So in, in during flu season, I keep gloves to use to pump gas, right? But I also keep hand sanitizer during the rest of the year, too. So my hands were always dry. I always look like my hands look like I'm 95 years old. I kid you not. So when they say keep hand sanitizer in your car, man, I have pumps. You know, every car we own, there's a pump in it. But now, I, I, when COVID came, I keep uh, disinfectant spray in my car. So when I come out from crowded spaces, man, before I go in my house, I'm not joking. Are, by the way, are you all taking your vitamins? Boost your own immune system. Yes. Take your supplements. If you can't get to a Walgreens, CVS, or wherever you buy your vitamins from, you'd better go 1-800-vitamins.com and go buy yourself some vitamins. Have it shipped quick, fast, and in a hurry. Boost your immune system. Because I'm telling you, this first wave is going to roll right into the second wave. And this time it's just going to be boom, 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 like that. Whereas before... It impacted older people, remember? And then we started seeing it 
started going towards people with respiratory illnesses. Now, we're going to see it happen. It's now at the 18 to 35, the group, age group who thought they were free from this. After all, I can go to the club. I can go hang out at the bar. It's not going to affect me. And now they're the ones who most likely have it. So who else next? Think about it. Is the people under 18? I have one of them. I'm going to hug her when I get home today. I'm going to hug her. <laughs> I'm going to hug her when I see her. You know, they don't touch me and grow and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sit your little stuff down. If I hadn't hugged you all your life, you wouldn't be like this. <laughs> Parenting in modern times, right? So I have to talk to my daughter to talk to her friends. Wash your hands with hand sanitizer. Use disinfectant spray when they come in your car, right? Strip your clothes off. Don't wear your clothes that you wear outdoors into your bedroom, which is the hardest thing to get any young person to do. Oh, my God. They just go in their room and strip stuff off and just throw it down. And this is you constantly disinfecting at night when everybody goes to bed. I disinfect. But the truth is I've always done that, though. When my kids were younger and in, in school, when, during winter and, and fall and spring, whenever they got home, I would spray their backpacks and their coats. They <laughs> used to say that I was a germaphobe. I'm like, no, I'm just being cautious. So when the pandemic happened, I kid you not, when the pandemic happened, they're like, oh, we're used to mom spraying us all our lives anyway. So at night, do you spray your home? Spray your home. I'm telling you. You're going to find out that it is true. Go spray your home at night. When everybody goes to bed, spray all the stuff. Do you spray your remote? Check it out. The fridge. You just pump them with some bleach and just wipe it down with some hand towel and just keep it moving. Everybody looking at you, you're like, hi. My kids used to complain for years that they come home and the house smells of bleach. Guess what? During the pandemic, not a word. Everyone was mum's the word. Because I use bleach to clean my floors on wet my surfaces for years. Now they get used to it. I'm saying to all of us, we need, the only way we're going to stop this is our, by our own actions. For it not to impact you, you're going to have to ramp it up. You're going to have to make sure, because it's coming. And it's coming at all of us because the government doesn't care. The government wants to get reelected. So they're going to have rallies, and people are going to show up at these convention centers, and then they're going to take that virus back to their places of work. They're going to take it back to Home Depot, Walmart, Target, Meijer, all the places that we all go to, Costco, Stamps, everywhere that we all as a community go to. They're going to take it back to all these spaces, and we're all going to be subject and, and impacted by this. Because they are making a political statement because what they want is political power. Because they're trying to think they're trying to rush the science that they can ignore the science and just get reelected, that their power can fix it. No, there is no power that can fix it. What you and I can do, the only thing we can do is to stop the spread of infection around you. Make sure you eat right. Make sure you drink a lot of water. Keep your throats hydrated. Are you hearing me? It's summer. I must have drank over the last two days a gallon, about three gallons of water. Make sure you keep yourself hydrated, right, more than you normally would. Take your supplements. Take your supplements and get some rest. And make sure you, you have a barrier in your house. 
spray your common surfaces with, with disinfecting spray, whatever it is, they all have that basic ingredient that makes them qualify for that, right? You think we're all going to get it? I think we're all exposed to it, right? I tell people to shower daily. For the love of God, do we really need to tell folks that? It's summer, y'all. Get in the dark shower morning and night. It's summer. Come on now. Get in the shower. We're human. Get in the shower. We release pheromones and hormones. Get in the shower. Wash your hands. The surfaces you touch. Spray bleach in your bathroom. Your bathroom needs to smell of bleach. Mm-hmm. Your doorposts. Spray your homes. Spray your cars. You go to the grocery store. When you get in the car and you take your mask off, use the disinfectant spray and chum, 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 chum on everything. Hand sanitizer and everything. Yeah? Yeah, we can repair our hands afterwards by dropping them in liquid oil. But right now, these things right here, the biggest source of spread. This that comes out of here, the biggest source of spread. This is why I say everybody needs to wear a mask. I believe that because when you cough, sniffle, rub your nose, twitch your nose, touch your face or whatever, you're coming in contact. They should have warned us from the beginning that it was airborne. It is airborne. It is very, because if we had all thought about it, we would be like, well, how does it get on the metal surface and the plastic surface? It gets on the metal surface and the plastic surface from you and I coughing or sneezing, wipe our nose, do this, and then touch the surface, right? So we should have known it was earboard. But they convinced us that it was only contact. No, it's not. No, we've seen that now. So the only thing we can do, the government doesn't care about us. The government is only interested in its own agenda, which is to get reelected. They don't care about you and I, but we care about each other. I don't want to see any more RIPs on my Facebook page. It's enough. It, it traumatized me. It was too much. So take care of yourself in the meantime. These numbers, they're not going to go away. It's only going to roll. We're in this stage where it's rolling. We're being fooled by the weather. Because they told us that the sun would dry up. That was never true. And I tried to tell you all that, but you weren't listening. I said it was happening in tropical countries that are hot in the middle of February and March. It was already there. Right? So now you see it. Florida is hot like hell. Texas is hot. The virus is surging. So now you know. You can't listen to politicians. They talk out of three mouths. One here, one here, and one here. Everything they say is questionable. Because at the end of the day, it's about power and getting them staying in power, having more power, assuming more power. Don't let them fool you. These numbers do not lie. And the numbers are actually worse than they're reporting. There are more people who have the virus because most people are not getting tested. And that's the sad truth. In places like Louisiana and Mississippi, where they don't even have Medicaid because Republican governors said that people shouldn't have health care because they're cruel and wicked and they're still descendants of Jim Crow. Yeah, you all are, and you know it. It's time for you all to face that fact. And, right? So those folks, they can't get tested. So people have it walking around with. And guess what? You just went to the bar. Because you just have to get out of the house and you go sit down beside someone at the bar. 
and touch them. Haven't I been telling you guys for years? So when you go to the bar, stop dipping in that communal uh, uh, nut mixed tray thing. You thought I was just being weird and didn't like you and just didn't want you to have fun. And now we're all like, oh, my God. <laughs> Bricks. <laughs> right? I want you all to take care of yourselves and listen to me very carefully. This is not going to go away. It's not. It's going to roll right through. Okay? It's not going to go away. And it's going to stop. It's not going to stop. It's going to roll and it will only stop when it has achieved the purpose for which it was sent. It has not achieved that purpose. It, it was designed to destroy and decimate. It is doing exactly that. It has shot our economy to bits. People have lost jobs and businesses that will never come back. People have lost livelihoods that are gone forever, will not come back. It achieved that because we were asleep at the switch. We should have listened to the scientists, not the politicians. The politicians were doing what was politically expedient for them. The scientists were telling us the truth, but we weren't listening to the science. In fact, you listened to the politicians so much, they told you to ignore the science. And you did, much to your detriment. And now, here we are. Today's Monday, the 29th of June. Tomorrow is going to be the 30th. This weekend coming up is July 4th. What you all going to do? Are you going to have barbecues and have people over? Wear a mask. Have numerous points of hand sanitizer throughout. Have somebody in your house who's going to use disinfecting spray if they have to sneak in to use the bathroom. And then when everybody leaves, sanitize the whole place. My name is Harriet Kamek. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been another edition of Down to Earth. It was kind of down to earth today, wasn't it? a little too down to earth, but thank you all. Can you just promise me you're going to be safe? Promise me you're going to be safe. Promise me. We need to hold each other accountable. This is us. We don't have anybody else. The government doesn't care. It's us. At the end of the day, it's me and you. So we have to take care of each other. Go get your vitamins. Drink as much water. Make sure you wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Spray your homes, your cars out with disinfecting spray. Wear a mask in public. For the love of God, you're cutting the lawn, wear a mask. You're talking to the next door neighbor, wear wear a mask. I love you all. Thank you. Come back tomorrow, right? Come back tomorrow. So go get a copy of my book, Through the Fire. It's available on Amazon.com and stream my show for me. Could you do that on iHeartRadio? I don't get any money if y'all don't listen. So share it with everybody. And I got to eat. I have bills to pay too, right? So share my show, share my podcast with everyone else, and tell them all about what we are talking about. I appreciate your feedback and your comments. They are live. <laughs> I tell you one thing, my producer goes crazy when she reads the at the end of the show. It's like, <laughs> it's live. Thank you. You promise, promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Speak health and wellness. Amen? Amen. Thanks, everybody. Be blessed. Thank you so much. Be blessed. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody.